Hey guys, this is Adam from the podcast and you are listening to Quick Clips. Quick Clips are condensed versions from one of our previous podcast episodes, featuring some of the interesting things our guests had to say. If you want to hear the full episode, we'll have it in the show notes below. And with that, let's start the show. What, what was it about automotive engineering that kind of scratched your itch over the other kind of engineering? Was it purely just because it was cars and that's what yeah, you were into and everything? I, I think so. I, I, I think the idea was that you could, you know, the way things, I guess that's all engineering, but particularly for me with cars, I guess to, to bring all these complex things together and make something that, to really make something that, that wasn't there before mm. and, and that there that, that was... You know, at my time, it was really, we talk about mobility now in a completely different way, but in in that time, you know, it was, you know, the motor vehicle was changing lives. It was changing the way we live. Um, and and to, to be part of that was something that I, I really wanted to be involved in. Did you guys determine or deduce that the, like, welding technique or, like, the glue technique or something like that was some of the more major things that weren't followed like the old school way would have been you know bolting it in or like riveting it in versus um yeah so 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 the main so 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 on the on on the b post so you've got the you know the b post you've got the rear doors they've got the front door you got the post in the middle so to replace that b post a lot of repairers in the past may well have just done if it's damaged in the middle they just cut it and put a bit in the actual repair procedure on this vehicle, it was a, it was a GM. It was what, what was in Europe then. It was a Vauxhall Vectra, what we call oh. the Vauxhall Vectra. Okay. Um, the actual repair method was no, you have to take it out. You have to take a T out. You have to take it out in a T. You have to cut into the roof, and cut into the sill, and the piece that goes. So that you make the join at the T point, not not just there. Now, traditionally, if you didn't know that, often B posts really like, if it was damaged in the middle, you'd just make a cut and take the bit out and weld a bit in. Interesting. You can't do that with this because the strength, your, 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 the strength is completely gone by doing that. You have to take the T section, which takes you, may take you five hours more. Um, will involve more material, more labor time. So you might. You might cut a corner, right? Because once you put the paint on it, you don't know. Currently in the U.S., there is a huge gap, huge need for younger techs. Um, is this something that you guys are experiencing or hearing from? Yes. Um, what's it's a global problem. Yeah, it's interesting because you know you have a you have a pulse on what's happening globally, not just in one yeah. market over another one. Yeah. Um, is there something that you are doing to help out these guys um, when it comes to figuring out what they need to do to um, get some of this younger talent in the doors? Is there any movements that you guys are doing? Yeah. So first of all, I'd say, look, this isn't an easy nut to crack, right? This is, this is something that's been neglected for a long time and we're not going to solve it overnight. Um, but we will be able to solve it if we work together. And what we've what we've seen, and this Adam, this has been a this is a hot topic, whether you're Europe, the US, or wherever you are. The first thing is it's not just about skills. We were talking a few years ago, we can't get the skilled people. 
we've got an even bigger problem now. We just can't get the people. So even, <laughs> yeah, we... even if, you know, we've got, we've got training centers, maybe, and we can't just get the people in them to train them to eat. So, we, you know, we, we need to, you know, it's even more fundamental than that. So, so it's a big job. Uh, and what we, what we try and do, what we've tried to do, um, and, you know, we need to do more with this, you know, by no means am I, we, you know, we, we just crack the surface of it. But what we try to do is given where we, where people we know around the world and what we've heard them say and what initiatives, we've tried to bring them together. So I'll give you an example. Um, we, um, at IBC USA this year in, in May, um, we, we heard at the event about the, what is the collision engineering program that's been supported by um it, it's like a it, it's like a brand new program it's you, you become a professional collision engineer it's sponsored by enterprise who've got together with uh, a, a training organization a, a, um, an educator I, I forget the name now my apologies um like we go to so many you know we, we involve so many people i can't remember all the names but this initiative is, is is really supported by enterprise and we had them on stage to talk about this initiative uh, and i mentioned this i was in frankfurt um uh, auto mechanica a couple of weeks ago and i mentioned this and somebody there said wow that's really interesting in this market because we've got the same problem what are they doing what is it what's it? so then we, we you know we share knowledge um and again, we'll bring people from the US to the Global Summit, where we have 30 different, 30 different nations there, you know, from South Africa, from the Netherlands, you know, from China, from Japan. And it, just sharing this knowledge, because it's not, you made a point earlier, you know, it's not so easy to find out about events or information. There's a lot out there, but to find specific things you want to know about is not so easy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we see it as very much our role to facilitate that and to, to help that. And it is, it, is an on, it is an ongoing topic. And I think <clears throat> part of that is, you know, we, we do a lot of work with um, the Women's Industry Network in the USA with Tanya and the team there. Uh, when you know having the female element encouraging that side of our industry um so yeah it, it's a it's a constant it's a constant theme uh and probably one of the things we've spoken about most this year is we've moved away from saying from, from discussing look we, we need more talent we need good training centers you know we need to we need to advertise the industry better what we've moved to a more of a discussion about is in the businesses we have, have we got good leaders and are those businesses attractive? Is it a good place to, is it attractive to somebody who wants to come in? You know, are the features there in the leadership and management and do they have the capability to attract and then nurture this talent? And we know we get a lot of attrition because there isn't. Uh, and we've got, you know, we're competing, this industry is competing with, you know, Apple, Amazon, you know, the, the world is, the world is a bigger place now. We're, we're not just competing with the shop down the road, right? Um, so we have to, we have to change the way we lead the business and manage the business and the way it provides for, you know, a good, a, a working environment that a young person today wants to work for. Uh, yeah. we're, and we're a way off that, right? I think some people are doing it great, doing it well. 
certainly some of the bigger MSOs are starting to really get into that and cre- they're creating their own bench of people because that's the only way they can do it. But you know, as a general industry, we are still we're still a way off. Hey guys, Adam from the podcast. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. Just wanted to ask you a quick favor. If the show has brought you value in some way, would you mind giving us a review and sharing the show? It really helps the show get out there. Also, if you are looking to expand the services that your shop offers and you want to do more than collision work, you should really check out our company, Clarity Coat. Clarity Coat is a peelable paint that allows body shops to offer color changes cheaper than a repaint while still looking like real paint. You can also offer clear protection that has no edges and is sprayed instead of laid. Unlike vinyl and PPF, Clarity Coat can be sanded and polished, so you can give your customer the exact look that they are wanting. If you are looking to expand your shop's services, go to claritycoat.com and fill out our Become an Installer form. All right, let's get back to the show. I have advocated and put out the idea of having apprenticeships progr- apprenticeship programs in shops come um, and doing that instead of doing some sort of formal education and everything like that. Because I went through um, college and did a diesel technology program when uh, that's what I studied in college and became a diesel mechanic, right? Well, the problem that I've heard from lots of other shop owners and people in this kind of industry is, well, great, you went to college, but it doesn't, it didn't teach you anything about actual repair um, processes. So we still have to pour a ton of time and resources into you to get you to the point where you need to go. And my suggestion to that is, well, just stop, just just have a good working environment and then figure out a way to have a good apprenticeship program. What's, what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's right. And um, certainly in the UK market, the apprenticeship program is quite strong Oh, um, for, for body repair. Um, the, there is several routes. Um, and again, uh, you know, when I used to work at Thatcham and they still doing it today, I've just actually seen, yesterday i think on on linkedin you know they they've got their next cohort coming in of of apprenticeship programs and they're very much they train in the training center uh at thatcham and then um, they're obviously out in their place of work with their employer um learning that learning the skills um so there are there are those programs in certain markets um but again i think as i said earlier you know the the, the bigger the bigger certainly some of the msos they they're doing that right they when i say creating their own bench that's what they're doing they they may be getting motivated but let's say unqualified people uh and they're making them great technicians employment or um employee pool is you know one major issue that you guys are seeing across the um, multiple different industries but i'm just curious is there another um, two or three spot that most people are talking about as being a problem in, yeah, you know, globally yeah. or specific markets. I, I, you know, the, the, the thing, the thing that's, the thing that's changing, the things that's changing the industry is obviously going to be, um, um, the biggest change we've seen for generations in terms of the way vehicles are propelled. Right. We've had the internal combustion engine for, God knows how many years. A long time. <laughs> a long time. You know, we're moving. You know, we're, we're moving to electrical power. That's a big shift, right? That's a big shift. So, you know, you could say, well, look, the industry's coped cope with change before. Uh, we'll cope with it again, and I'm sure that's the case. However, we have to accept that we, you know, we need to 
skill up. We need to be prepared to research and we need to be prepared to change the way we work. If we do that, we'll be okay, right? We can cope with change. So that's, we have to be flexible, you know? Uh, I think, is it Charles, Charles Darwin that said it's, the, the survive, it's, the, it's not the fittest or the strongest, it's, the, uh, it's the, the species that has the best ability to adapt that is the, is the one that will survive, and that's what we need to do. So if we go back to electric, electrical propulsion, right? So, you know, this is where you're dealing with high-voltage lithium-ion battery. You know, if you look at the early sort of um, hybrid vehicles, you know, the Toyota Prius, that sort of stuff, if you look at the batteries now, even over that sort of 10, let's say that 10-year period when that sort of Prius came in and, and then we had the plug-in, now we've got the total electric vehicle. You know, the technology in that battery is phenomenal, right? And the power they can produce is, you know, nobody talks about now, you know, no power or range or anything like that. We seem to have solved that because, you know, these things are so, you know, the, the battery technology is, is, is amazing. However, you know, it is a massive, massive issue because remember just simple things practically that we talk about in the shop. You know, a a um, you've got that such high voltage in that vehicle. And remember, it's not like you. It's not like you. It's not the 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 battery is not. It's not working like your electricity system in your home. You know, it's not an AC current. It's DC, right? So, so if you if you don't dis disconnect it properly, you have any issues and you get electric shock. If you do that at home, right? You put your screw. Don't do this, but you know, it, you 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 know, it, it throws you back, right? The, the current throws you back. Not with DC, right? You know, it attracts you to the, it, pulls you in, pulls you to the, it pulls you to the vehicle. So, you know, your mate in the workshop that happens to him. What's your reaction? You go and grind and grab him. Then you're in the chain. Then, so you know, you you things like proper rubber, you know, hooks to pull people, all the safety equipment. Proper procedures to um, disconnect the vehicle, safe storage of batteries. You know, the idea of, again, we've had vehicles in our workshops for, you know, years and years and years. And when, you know, if you have a fire in a vehicle, it's an internal combustion engine vehicle, it's fuel, fire brigade, put it out. It's not so easy with lithium iron, it just burns and burns and burns. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if you've got, you know, I've had some of the more forward-thinking repairers. They've if they've got a lot of EV vehicles in their in their shop at night, um, which they will have if you know it's a two-week repair. They've installed all sorts of thermal imagery to alert them if the if there's heating issues, so they can get it straight away. As the shop the shop could go in in in, in minutes. Yeah. So you, you know you're you're in a completely different world here. The space you need to repair and. Where, uh, the, uh, such a vehicle and where you store the battery, uh, if it's a total loss, the disposal of the battery, you know, there's a whole mix coming in that, you know, that, that is a hot topic that, that we, we need to address. Like I say, the forward, I'm sure the bigger forward thinking shops are onto this. They are investing, they know what to do, but as we know, not everybody is like that. And it, it is very much a hot topic right now. If someone wanted to be a part of Ivis or, you know, what is the, one of the main things that I get from people or people talk about when they're joining, um, or going to conferences or whatever is, you know, what is it in for me? Like what, what would I get out of it? Um, I think you've made some pretty strong points as to why someone would want to do this, but you know, what do you tell people that, um, have objections to it? 
uh, to you? In well, it's quite simple. It's quite simple. We are the only organization who do this stuff globally. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> so, so, so you come, you, you, you come to our, you come to an event with us, you will learn from other markets. You will learn about what others are doing, not just from your home market. Um, and that is, that's how we get better, right? We don't, we have to cast our net wider to learn about new, new, new ways of doing things or new relationships, meeting new people, whatever that is, new knowledge from a wider, you know, we're a global, you know, we're a global community now. Uh, and that's what you get at IBIS. Um, and, and my team have that know-how and knowledge as well. And we will also bring that to the stage when we're questioning and interviewing people in local markets, we will ask the questions that we learn from elsewhere. So this isn't about going through the motions. IBIS is about delivering a difference using global knowledge, but giving it that local focus to those people that are listening to learn more. And I think that's quite a unique um, well, I know it's unique because I haven't seen it anywhere else. Um, we will continue to do that. Uh, and I think that's that's the biggest thing I could say, Adam, about come and join us. Um, uh, and you can have some fun as well. All right. That does it for today's quick clips. If this episode has brought you value, would you mind giving us a review? Also, if you would like to learn more about Clarity Coat and what it can do for your business, please visit us at ClarityCoat.com. See you on the next one.